Welcome to Nump Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 211. I'm your host, David Palermo, and this is the stiffest intro you'll hear of your life. But I'm here with the almighty Jeff Knight, the official Nump Bills fan accountant, ready here to get down to business as he left me a concerning voicemail that I coaxed him into leaving. That wasn't natural at all, but we'll pretend it was. No laughing on the intro, Jeff. This is brought to you by Punch Rock Sports Podcast and their alleged podcast network. That said, let's get the fuck into this and dive into this Bill's pain here. All right, Jeff. So uh, you called me and left me a voicemail after I told you to, but you texted me some really interesting thing. And the title of this podcast is going to be uh, Do the Buffalo Bills Have Buyer's Remorse, which is something that uh, you kind of shed some light on to me, maybe thinking with a survey that they sent out. So um, before we play your call, if you just wanted to, Tell me how your week's been and um, how concerned you think you are. We'll play your call and then we'll talk about it again because I'll answer your questions that were asked on the survey. All right, man. Uh, week's been good. Saw a couple of movies this week. I saw the remake of Suspiria last night. Then today I went to the Dryden and saw a Clint Eastwood movie play, play Misty for me. And I got back to catch the end of the, the Panthers game where we uh, won our second game in a row. Roberto Luongo's back. So, uh, so it's looking looking bright for the Florida Panthers. Also, uh, one, two, and a three of my soccer bets this week. So, kind of rolling in dough this week, dog. Every time I call upon you, whether it's an Instagram video or this, like, can I just invest in you? Like, if I just give you money and a percentage of kickback, can I just be like, yo, uh, I'm betting soccer. Give me twenty bucks, and the payout's like, say, twenty six. You take like a buck. Um, yeah, I probably, I mean, listen, I get my betting site gives me 50 bucks free every year. Cause I bet on the masters, like probably like, te- like seven or eight years ago you Bet on golf. Yeah, <laughs> there was, it, it, I just bet on like three players that they had to make the final cut or, and then, or maybe they had to make the, the top 10 or something. I, I lost, but then ever since then, I, they give me 50 bucks and I, I play with it until, until I lose. And I'm still playing, man. Got I'm up to like 120 now. I think you know we win some, you lose some. Okay, I mean, I I thought I hit it with DraftKings one time, like when they gave me the whole intro, and uh, you know they give you the intro money, and I fucking nailed it, and then I just lost money. But, yeah, I do, I do the same with FanDuel and then DraftKings. You know, you win a couple, you get hot, and then you lose some, then you want to like double your, you know, double the bet, and then you just lose your money real quick. Yeah, it's um, it, it's kind of touch and go. But there is definitely something to it. I think for us with MMA, with the availability of podcasts and people that we know to follow, I think MMA, there's a gap in the marketplace to make some money. It's just the NFL. It has so many deep roots that I almost think that uh, there's probably even some like shady shit, you know? Oh, there's definitely shady shit, man. Like, But this week, though, I guess Vegas lost a killing after um, a lot of those, like, the a ton of people bet on the Chiefs, I guess, and they cover all the spreads were getting covered. I guess I don't know. It's 
I don't like remember, the NFL. Uh, yeah, and, and honestly, the NFL has been like really hard for us to watch because we left this last game earlier than ever. Um, yeah, how nice was that to get back at like a reasonable hour? <laughs> it was so weird, dude. Like my whole schedule was fucked up. Yeah, I didn't know what to do with myself. I just watched friggin' The Never Ending Story 2 and Legend. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I just laid in bed the rest of the day. So I went to bed. Yeah, did you ever think that, like, Drunk Dean would be, like, asking us five minutes before half? Hey, do you want to go? It's like... um, Well, you know, that's what happens when our offense is garbage. And if, you've, if they another team scores 14 points against us, it's a deficit we cannot recover from. So, yeah, this might be starting to be the norm. So what's funny is... um. You know, you've been a fan. We've been friends for a long time. And, like, the podcast tone has definitely changed here. We're, like, we're almost in line as friends on this show with the quote-unquote negative media that we almost used to rail against. Like, yo, it's not that bad. Stop trashing the Bills. But in all reality, this time, they're right. Yeah, man. If you, I mean, if you, if anyone knows me, I'm still saying J.P. Lossman never gave, got a fair chance. And you got, you can't, like... You ran him out of town. I'm still saying, I'll still say EJ Manuel never got a fair chance. And um, do you see his, his, uh, his, his little comments the other day? Oh, I, I never thought you would ask. Can I read it out loud to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know, I screenshot that bitch, right? And then I don't know if you heard, but how about Jerome Felton was sounding off about it? Who's and, Jerome Fe- oh, Felton, our old fullback? Uh, yep. And um, I actually mentioned to him i tagged him in something and he tagged me he pre- he went back to me and said preach oh that yeah. felt pretty good <laughs> it was great so here's ej manual yeah ej manual also liked one of your instagram posts so yeah dude ej manual's a cool cat in my book dude yeah, um, man, i was rooting, i was rooting for him when his little comeback games and against jacksonville they you know, me and deacon were saying you know, hashtag ej's revenge that really wasn't his fault in that game. Rest blew that one, and we had a bad fumble. Shady, com- Shady never fumbles, and he fumbled that game. Sometimes the common denominator is these guys that need work, they go in too soon. At the same time, I like to see him going soon. It's just like when it's a coaching staff that's going to be there for a bit, like an Andy Reid, you can kind of pull that shit. But, like, Mahomes produces, so there's that. Yeah, but he went, do you think he produced with our – our coaches are too hard-headed. So here's what EJ Manuel said on Instagram, and he took it down off his story. He goes, I usually never open up about my situation in Buffalo, but the fact that this guy has had multiple games with four-plus interceptions and I still don't have a job in the league, dot, 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 capital, unreal. Say, what, point. say what you want about me, but never have I ever caps done that forget a learning curve i didn't get the luxury of being able to use that as an excuse i wonder why and i almost wonder like me might wonder why as i go their ultimate conspiracy thing is that a race thing or is that a i, I hope not but it's you, you know you never know i doubt it that's kind of stupid of me to even bring it up i think i mean it's not it's not a godario thing because like if you look at his, his twitter thing he's super god you know Got a fearing guy too. So yeah, dude, and and I mean, but you know what? Though the difference between EJ and like this this regime is EJ was supposed to have like a like a veteran quarterback, 
the the star in front of him, but the guy freaking slipped on a banana peel and then EJ gets thrown to the wolves. So this yep. regime, you know, has our you know our franchise quarterback. And then we start Nathan Peterman, who probably would be a practice squad quarterback on any other team. Um and he's our opening day starting quarterback. Honestly, I don't even know if he will be in the league next year. How do you like it it it, it it's if you got players that like EJ Manuel, who are former first round picks, like say what you want, the kid has been a part of the bowl teams. And if you're the the lame media of ESPN four letters, you're like, oh, championships. He's like manning championships, but really, you know, he's not that good. You know what I'm saying? It's like then you got to go that same theory with EJ Manuel, which is like, how about you get him a quarterback coach for a little bit? Why don't you work with him? Put him at third string. Yeah. I don't know. Like he's better than Cardale Jones. Who knows? Maybe he does suck, but all I see out of Josh Allen is the same shit I see in EJ Manuel. Like, come on. So, you, know, you know what, though? EJ Manuel throws a better deep ball or threw, and threw a better deep ball from what I've seen. That was, that's supposed to be Josh Allen's forte, and all his deep ball this year, the guys that the receivers have to come back for it. Dude, I'm dying over here. And, yeah, that's what's oh. crazy is Josh, be, yeah, Josh Allen's short throws in the beginning of the year were nice, and now those suck. And that was our big concern. And his deep ball, he hasn't thrown a good one yet. At the same time, he's been getting killed. So, like, I can't get mad at Josh Allen, dude. They're just in a shit situation, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just you, you got to give him chances. You can't give up on the kid, yeah. But it's, it also just – I don't want to keep harping on it, but we gave up way too much for a guy who probably would have been there. No, I'm with you 100%. Let's dive into this call real quick. Hey. Right. David, what up, dude? It's the uh, the accountant. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but um, today I got an email from the Bills, um, the survey. And uh, usually these surveys, you, you know, they're just, they're just like fan experience and how is the technology and the Wi-Fi doing at the stadium. But uh, I was bored at work, so I clicked on it anyways. And the survey is a little bit different. Um, the first few questions were, you know, how many games do you go this year? But then they had one with a question called, like, they said, how satisfied are you with the Bills' performance against the Bears this weekend? And the next question was, how satisfied are you with the Bills' performance this year? And then after that, there was, how satisfied are you with the direction of the team is heading, i.e., the long-term outlook, two to three years. This was also an open-ended. They also, they're all, they're all like a scale of questions from one to ten. But this one also had an open-ended uh, response area too. So uh, I laid the hammer down a little bit, but um, it's a little interesting because I I think maybe the Bagulas are having a serious case of buyer's remorse. They uh, they regret buying into McDermott's and McBean's bullshit. So I'm thinking they're on the hot seat, man. Um, Especially, you know, we, if we, we have another poor performance against the Jets this week, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they could both get the boot, you know, with the bye, you know, heading into the bye week. Um, I guess we can keep our fingers crossed. I hate, uh, I hate, you know, not really rooting for our team, but I'd rather just pull the bandaid off and start fresh, um, rather than in four more years now realizing they hired the wrong guy and, you know, an incompetent GM. So uh, that's all I got for you, dog. Uh, have a good one. Later. All right, sick. So that was your call. I just uh, played it back for you. Got some prosciutto, a little lacy Swiss, and I'm back with some coconut milk here. Or no, cashew milk. 
cash you, man. Because you care. So yeah, well, I got a hoodie because I was cold. I was shivering. Too cheap to put my uh, too cheap to turn the heat on up in the attic. So that's you why are they call me, you are they call me the accountant. So they call you Scrooge. <laughs> so Scrooge, when you said this bill survey was concerning, I wrote down the questions the other day. Did you get it too, or was it just me? No, I got it in my spam folder, and then I undid the spam, and then I didn't go to my primary, and then I'm getting pissed off, and I gave up on it. So, as a fellow season ticket victim, yeah, how many games? Well, we went to all of them, so that's yeah. question number one. Number two, how satisfied with the Bills versus Bears this weekend? Well, not satisfied because... Last I checked, in competitive fucking activities, points win games, and they and we've lost. we've had seven touchdowns all year. The Bills have 16 interceptions to three passing touchdowns. Un-fucking acceptable. Next, three. How you give away, what, what, what numbers you give them? It was a one to ten scale, ten being the highest. Oh, okay. For all of them? I mean, I gave, I gave ones across the board. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Um, okay, so then the next question was, um, how satisfied are you with the Bills this year? Same answer. Not fucking stoked. Number four, how satisfied are you with the direction of the team? I don't know. Um, just read the titles of the fucking Numb Bills fan podcast, and I will say I represent uh, myself on, in those titles. For the most part, unless it's quoted by somebody else like Mike Smith or maybe you, Jeff, on this one, but I don't think I'm going to because I'm in lockstep with you here. Um, and, yeah, I'm in lockstep with you here on this one. So, for me, it's – I think the Bills have been hoodwinked, frankly, and I feel like the media department, the public relations, has fucking shit on themselves, and they have really blundered thinking that you're going to tell about there, – there's like – I don't feel like there's a proper strategy. There's not a bullshit filter in Buffalo, and you're getting all these people out of town who come in thinking they're going to do it their way. And guess what? This dude in McDermott, when I watch him speak today about his, uh, he has presser yesterday. I was watching it actually late last night. I've been honestly kind of trepidant about podcasting about this, Jeff, because when I see these people talking, they're human to me. You know what I mean? So it's like really hard for me to come on here and be like, yo, dude, you got to go. Especially when a dude could beat the shit out of me. You know, as a man, it's kind of intimidating. So, like, you know, he could always come to my house and really harm me. Yeah, so, you got some crazy dogs. You think yeah, I Yeah, never know. So I kind of am honestly not satisfied with the direction um, at all. They are totally unprepared from the jump. They have made some really bonehead decisions uh, along the lines. The guys they bring in, you could almost argue that, like, I was going to bring up this point, Jeff, in this podcast, which is this, is there's a baseline that you have to do as a general manager, and it's finding talent, that's um, easy, uh, helping negotiate contracts and who's right and, and with the accountants and whatever the fuck you do, like Jim Overdorf. So there's a balance, okay, and you have to understand – what players match systems and also be able to hold yourself back, which is Doug Whaley's problem being a scout, is he gave away big first round picks. But the the, the the big flip side is he also found guys who contributed 
off the street. So to me, he he at least got to balance himself out. I can't give Brandon Bean credit for baseline shit. You know what I mean? I just can't give him credit for baseline shit that's expected of you. You can't promote to me dead cap space when you create a lot of it, and a lot of the players that you cut were on rookie contracts like or on really affordable contracts. Ronald Darby should have been here. Hands down, he was already on a rookie contract, cheap. He should have been given a shot. Yeah, we just cut our uh, one of our starting quarterbacks <laughs> today. So yeah, and uh. he was on the team for, and, and that's your fall guy. Meanwhile, Peterman, he's still on the team, and it's like there, there, there's like a blind allegiance to the Bills. And the biggest problem I had with the Bills is we said this in the beginning. He last year, Jeff, he could say all the right things now. And he could give no answers now because they're on the, they're in the hunt for the playoffs and they make the playoffs. Yeah, everything's going to be good until you're silent with with one dimensional answers this whole fucking time. And now he looks more stressed out than the fucking president that's been there for four years. You know what I mean? Like he's got some facial hair going on. He looks a little stressed out. Obviously, it's concerning. You know, oh, dude, he's gonna he's gonna age like freaking George Bush and Obama after the president <laughs> after being president for eight years, dude. Yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be good for this guy. <laughs> so for me, it's like, what if this guy? It's determined, right? To most people, that this guy calls the shots, Sean McDermott. Well, you really fucked up. You really fucked up because. It's a big misstep with Brandon Bean. I'm sorry. It is. You can argue across the board everything that he's supposed to deal with. Let's start with Eric Wood. I don't know how much money. I forgot how much he would have saved if he would have had a proper retirement on the bills. When I have all these other players that have been cut and released or traded for, then cut, or you sign and you're still eating money on them. I think they're still eating money on McCarran. And it's like you're eating money on other guys that were third-round picks, second-round picks, other draft picks that were developmental players. And, oh, I've got to bring up my guys. It's like they don't even get a shot, and you don't even replenish the roster. You could almost argue that the Bills need every position on offense. Okay? Next season. Well, yeah, every you know, we, sing, we, including running back. Yeah. Well, we have, like, to, to move up, too, like, we moved up three times in the first round. And, like, and, create, and by doing that, also created another hole on – Right ta- or right right tackle, Cordy Glenn. So left then we didn't left tackle. Sorry, and then we didn't we didn't pick. <laughs> we didn't draft. Do we even draft a line uh, offensive lineman or not uh, for like the Teller. fifth round? Why like Teller that? in the fifth round? And 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 if you missed the podcast with Ryan Talbot, he called it. He goes, dude, I expect them to put in some guys for the offensive line, get some rotation going. And yeah, I I, I, I listened to that podcast and it made me feel a little bit better. But yeah, he's I, a pretty good guy, right? Yeah. I still, I still don't. I mean, you got you're gonna have to fucking overpay people to come here now. It's gonna be like this, like the, the when the Sabers are really garbage. Like they would overpay like mediocre talent to come here because no one wants to go to Buffalo, dude. Like for the Sabers, and not for nothing though. You, mm, I don't want to say it because I want it to look bad, but I think you would agree with me maybe now that like. Can you agree with me on this point? I hope you do. I really hope you do. You don't have to. I like... I, I heard an interview with Mike Schultz with, with Kim Pagula. And... I forgot what the podcast is called. Not doing him any... Uh, it's like in conversation with Mike Schultz. 
And he had Kim Pagula on. And one thing I really liked and admired, Jeff, is that these people hire people and let them do their thing. They don't micromanage. The problem is... Yeah, that's the problem is when they hired the wrong right. people. <laughs> right. So it's like, well, we want continuity. And then you get rid of Doug Whaley. Well, come to find out, I just heard on the radio that, like, those guys are, like, doing shit behind the scenes. Doug Whaley and Rex Ryan, I think, to each other, or former coaches. Like, some petty shit. So, like, that's kind of immature. So if you're running a... You know what I mean? It's like then Russ Branding gets fired. It almost like might have been like a childlike organization. They're like, I'm not close enough. I wish I knew people who were. I wish I knew the John Warrells and the other people who would know. You know? I don't. I'm sure one day we'll figure it out. You know, because that shit comes out later. But it's like, you picked the wrong people. And honestly, I think it's time to pull the plug. Um, I almost wouldn't mind if you're down. I'm going to have a long season. I'm going to start watching the college ball. Start getting into scouting. Maybe this is a year. Um, learn a little bit more, and honestly, maybe uh, come up with game plans of people the Bills can hire in the future. I think they should hire Lance Leipold uh, from UB. Honestly, look what he's done with that program. You're, you're, they're going to be in the fucking the playoffs. The college well, University of Buffalo, dude. Right? Like, yeah. I just I don't have time to get into another sport. I know, but I'm just saying, like, they should hire that dude, like. There's, there's just not a vision. They blundered Eric Wood's retirement. You had all these guys coming in, so you're going to be disrespectful to a veteran. This is the first year that Kyle Williams said he's had a hard time extending his contract. It was until this year, you know. But at the same time, it was a one, you know, the contract was up. So how many years do you want to play him? Mean, who knows? It could be on both parties. But like the way that picks are just thrown away, like. And then the signings of Trent Murphy, who's paid a lot of money and he's hurt. Well, that's timing, but he's yeah, hurt before. I thought that was part of the culture was to get rid of problem players and guys that uh, stayed healthy. Yeah. And as far as Tule, I mean, I guess some people say he's not too much money, but say it's a wash and he's an average signing. I mean, you got Jordan Phillips for free off of waivers from Miami, second round, former second round pick, just crushing shit. He reminds me of Marcel Darius, dude. He's everywhere. Yeah, he's the one, like the one move that being, I think the one guy that Beans brought well, in. Well, when that... you suck and somebody hits waivers, you have what's called priority. So, <laughs> yeah. like, it, 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 it's just, what is it? Like, I've never watched a Bills team, Jeff, in years where there's nothing to look forward to. Like, I'm not, honestly. I was just on this podcast called The Jets Factor. Amazing podcast. Check it out. Really mean it, Jeff. You too. Dude is like parallel thoughts with us about their team and talks just like us. Like, what the fuck? Like, we agree we're all bullshit filters of the Bills. Dude, this guy goes, I'm about Sam Donald stuff for disaster. Talking about the Bills stuff for disaster with Josh Allen. And it's just like boneheadedness across the board. And how about they hired Rick Nennison as an offensive line coach? Did you know that? <laughs> the Justin? Yeah, I totally forgot. <laughs> Stupid idiots. Yeah, and it's like, yo, and we talked about it. And it's like, what goes on? Like, what go like I have nothing to look forward to. I think Josh Allen is going to play Sunday because I, I, I heard I think it was Sarkopatrio over five hundred that he's gonna play. Odds are he's going to play. And, and not for nothing, if Sean McDermott wants to keep his job, he's going to try to stay us out there. He has to. 
Yeah, uh, what if he gets hurt again? Whatever. Uh, Who cares? Who fucking cares? Well, yeah, I do. If he has to do that, if, it gets, if his elbow gets messed up again, he's got to do the Tommy John surgery, and then he doesn't play for a year and a half. Okay. Cut bait. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? Uh, I don't want I don't to. Know. I mean, I don't know. I don't want Peterman to play, but, uh, yeah, Dude. I wish we... I don't know. I want Josh Allen to do it. I like his heart. I think. Yeah, dude, I want him to succeed more than anything. It's just they they put him in like the worst possible situation to succeed, and I feel I feel bad for the for the kid. But he he tries hard, man. I I I I like his effort. He pumps the pumps up the the defense. Like I like the kid a lot. It's just I don't think he's ready. Dude, it's crazy. I was on um. I'll look it up right now. I'm on profootballreference.com, okay? And how about the Bills have, like, 1,300 passing yards, and uh, the guy in the Jets Factor podcast was saying that Sam Darnold has, like, 1,900-something. And so the Bills had 1,360 passing yards, and opposing teams have 1,908. So three touchdowns, six, 16 interceptions. Josh Allen, believe it or not, has thrown for 832 yards in five games. And it's not a lot. Nathan Peterman, 297. Derek Anderson, 465. And Nathan Peterman throws the ball to the other team at an 8.6% interception (laughs) ratio. And as long as 27 yards or 26 yards. And his average attempt is 3.7. Okay. Do you know what that means? That means that a fucking bad running back on LaShawn McCoy is getting 3.1. Chris Ivory is getting 3.5 yards a clip. Josh Allen averages 4.4 yards rushing and he's had 35 attempts. Marcus Murphy has had 22 attempts and has 129 yards at 5.9 yards a clip. But he is along a 30, so it kind of skews the numbers. Yours truly, Nate Peterman, has attempted 10 rushes, 49 yards, 24-yard long, 4.9 yards. So, obviously, really read you off a bunch of shit that doesn't matter. But Josh Allen almost has 1,000 yards passing. I did not realize that. And it's just like, when you... I was on the Jets factor, dude. I was like, dude, the Bills have never been set up better to just, like, have all their problems covered. And then it's just like, oh, the cap, the cap, the cap. Like, I think a fun project or podcast would be, I want to see if I can hit up the dude for spot track and play pretend time, even if I got to, like, pay the dude or something. If I go, here's a topic. I want you to figure out with these factors of my theory if the Bills could have fit this under the cap. And send him an email, see if he likes the idea. I've talked to him before. Nice dude. And so if you've ever been on SpotTrack.com, S-P-O-T-R-A-C.com, it's a great website. Dude, I believe, is from Orchard Park. And um, it, it breaks down contracts, best of the knowledge. And, and if you look at all the dead cap the Bills have, I mean, they're still paying for Reggie Ragland, if I'm not mistaken. Like, they're oh, paying another guy for never some, had a fair chance. Dude, like, it's, it's ridiculous. Former second-round pick. Uh, no, just I think a third. Didn't they trade a third to get him or something? Oh, maybe. But again, he's we tra- to- didn't we, we, we trade it up to get him, though, didn't we? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it was, again, Dog Wavy trading up, which I'm not really about. But all that Brandon Bean needs to do is be smart if he has a job and trade back. And now I have something to bring up to you. You know, Sean McCoy hasn't talked to the media since the trade deadline. And through all that shit in Georgia with the girl shit, he's been talking the whole time. And now he's not. And he's supposed to be made available to the media once a week, like every player. And he hasn't. What do you think? Uh, well, like, LaShawn McCoy has not talked to the media. Do you think he's pissed that he wasn't traded? Because I would be. Having yeah, the worst I, I, fucking season ever. And I, mean, I want to keep him up. on the team, but, like, for his sake, I, I'd like to see him have a chance to get a ring somewhere, you know? But now people are wondering if he's even producing anymore because... McDermott. Yeah, but we're getting we're getting smoked. I mean, no, like they know our quarterbacks can't throw, so their running backs are suffering for. It. I mean, although Ivory's been playing okay, but it's just right. And McDermott actually mentioned that in a presser, pretty much commenting lightly on, "Hey, not for nothing, but like you know, he, he goes Chris Ivory pretty much hits the hole, you know, and Chris Ivory yeah, has a slightly but, but, better average." McCoy McCoy had a good good game in the like uh, receiving game last week, I believe. Don't well, fa- I don't fa- I don't fact check, but <laughs> he has twenty three receptions on the year for one hundred eighty six yards. Uh, maybe not. And it's like this, dude. He's got to fucking, he's got to do his part. But at the same time, I think he's mentally toast. He's gone through a lot. He's gone through a lot. Did you imagine being fucking thirty years old, the twilight of your career? He still has it. But when you don't get the ball enough and your team forgets you're on the team forever, your coaches, what do you do? Like, you don't get into a rhythm. At the same time, he missed some glaring fucking, like, holes at that last game. Like, glaring holes. I had to call him on that, dude. It was a bad game. But he's going to look at himself. And I think it was a really smart move for the team not to make much of it and for LaShawn McCoy's camp not to make much of it because, you know, Jeff... They brought up a point on your new favorite show, Show from Bulldog. <laughs> what if the fucking Bills draft the running back at time or, or, or early in the draft this year? I, I, and I used to never be about it. And, of course, Fantasy Smitty replies, Oh, look at Saquon Barkley. Yeah, and your fucking general manager's an idiot for taking a running back that high when Eli Manning blows. All right. <coughs> You're still losing. Like, what's your fucking record, man? You know what I mean? Like, good job, dude. Great. Like, you got a running back in a passing week. And, and the Jets factor guy was saying it, too. Take advantage yeah, of the I'd like, to, I'd like to see what his, like, average is per carry. Because, like, I, like he, he seems to be doing nothing. And then he just busts one big one. So, I, I don't know. I Yeah, it seems like there's running backs you can get, like, really good value. Late, like, not super early picks. Like, I don't know when Philip Lizzie went or that Chubb dude went later in the first round, I think. Could you see them using McCoy? As bait for the next coaching staff, because I do. I would bet. What, like, like, what if the Pagula said, like, yo, not for nothing, but keep McCoy. We got to keep McCoy unless we get rid of him for something. Brandon Bean said in an interview that they plan on keeping McCoy. Like, well, he's a Hall of Famer, and you, you, you want, I mean, you want fans to have somebody to, to watch, like, you know, look forward to. So, I mean, you got the. You gotta give us some reason to come to the games. So, do you think the Bills are honestly, as a diehard fan, as I guess we technically are, 
Because Die Hard to me is being retarded enough to keep going. <laughs> so, oh shit, we're not supposed to say that. So if we're not, you know, if we're looking at this team, is there a way the Bills can fix this? You think? Because oh. I have an answer of how they can. I, I want to. I don't how know. I mean, I looked at the. There's not, I don't I don't know the the free agents coming out, but it's, it's tough to build. I feel like it's better to build with the draft, and we've you know failed this year with that. Um, we traded up three times. I mean, I like Trey Edmonds, but like we have we got a linebacker in the fourth year, the, or fourth round, the previous year who's playing better than him. So you don't really need to. Well, Tremaine is so young though, dude. He is. I know, raw. but you know, by the time he's by the time he's good, he's going to be on his. They're not going to be able to afford him, or he's going to go somewhere else. Yep. That happens, man. Yeah, so it's... That's why it's like, so, dude, we have such limited time. You know, you already have these players in-house and Darby, fucking Roby Coleman already signed. You draft Trey White that year, you got three solid cornerbacks, but no. Your scheme doesn't dictate that. But you don't even yeah, we give trade them, all those even, guys. Yeah, you don't even give them a chance. No, none of them are on the team anymore. Gaines is gone. Freaking Jordan Matthews was, wasn't even in the league until a couple weeks ago. Philly picked him back up. I don't even know if he's still on Philly because Philly traded for fucking what's his name there, Doug Baldwin, or was it Baldwin? Who did no, trade Golden Tate? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, Je- Alshon Jeffrey was hurt, so I think that's why they they brought him in. But uh, yeah, I don't know. If they I don't know if he's still on the team, but he had a touchdown the other. Uh, I think the the first week he was back. Really? Yeah. Good for him, dude. He's a great interview. I saw an interview with him in Philly, and he really breaks it down. He was like really empathetic. So he's like, dude. Aguilar's doing this thing. I can't take a spot. Come on, man. He's in a groove. Like, dude, I love guys like that, man. Like, like team players, dude. Like, and that's all it's about, dude. I just need a team I can believe in. And like, you know, you know, the Jets factor guy asked me straight up. He goes, "What's up with Vontae Davis? How the hell is he just retired halftime?" I go, "Dude, I don't even know." But don't forget about Anquan fucking Bolden. And it's just like, dude, how long? Is this shit gonna go on for? Yeah, see, it seems to be a common trend with this coaching staff. They, uh, I think, these players realize that their uh, our coaches don't know what they're doing, so they 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 just they'd rather do something else. I'm gonna read you something I tweeted to Jerome Felton. I'm trying to find it. Um, oh shit! I actually sent it to Sawyer. Some like screenshots. So I'm a loser. So. I go to Jerome, I go, uh, I go, replying to Daniel Rossi on Twitter, Coach Rossi 10, what do you chalk this up to? I feel like everyone is saying it without saying it. And I think it was about EJ Manuel. I go, I go, shoot, it's incredible how dumb I think coaches think people are. We see the players, see others develop, and where their strengths are. Coaches come in and slam a system, then their ego and not build off of what was successful. See Bills since Jay Felton 45 left. So Jerome Felton just replied, preach. And it's like one of those things now where it's only a matter of time, just with the, the age of technology, Jeff, where we're going to look at all 22. Fans are going to be able to turn in the scouts. The information that used to be so secret to us as kids in the 90s when all we had was Sports Center. It's out and it's accessible and we could actually read books now a lot easier and read websites and 
There's 20 years of data online now, okay, of football. So this whole old guard, like guys like Rick Dennison still get fucking jobs, and there's, like, not enough new thinkers out there who are going to actually, like, look at your game tape and be like, oh, this coach fits this system. That's why the Bills need a football czar. Show me Bulldog we're talking about. Oh, QB czar, and I wasn't trying to steal their thunder. I've been talking to you. I think the Bills need a football czar. A guy that goes, no, you're not getting away with that fucking bullshit. You're not giving away two first-round fucking picks or Sammy Watkins or EJ Manuel not developed yet, throwing him the fucking ball. Stop. You're not doing that. You're not taking C.J. Spiller at 10. You got Fred Jackson, who has never given a fair shot yet. Okay, stop. Just stop. No, you're not. We we had Marshawn Liz then, still, right? Yeah. Like, (laughs) you still had him for the year. Like, come on, man. You know, so... To me, it's like the 90s Bills offense would still carve through defenses today. The Minnesota's uh, the fucking Matt Collar from WGR, he's in Minnesota now. At least I'm like working out there for a couple years now. And he's been posting shit about the Vikings and he's posting about like the 90s Vikings, man. And like, I was like, dude, remember Chris Carter and fucking. Randy Moss on a team at the same time, and they had another awesome dude. Like it's like, dude, with Randall Cunningham getting another shot after Johnson got hurt, and and, and the team told him like, "Yo, man, you gotta chill, Johnson. We, we're going with fucking Cunningham," and he did. You know, and it's just like their offense is still way better than the Bills. It's just like watching the Bills. I feel like I'm not even watching the same team, like the same league, dude. It really has felt like I don't remember a season where more games than not, and, and this is like. Two and seven, I would say like seven out of nine games have felt like preseason game number four. I mean, we've been blown out in every game except for three. I mean, you can call the the Packers game, I guess, a close game, but like they were in there were there's really never any threat that we we're going to win that game. So they, I think they just played safe. I mean, the Patriots game, I guess, it wasn't really. A, Blow into the interception at the end, but it's still, it's, it's, I mean, we had a chance. We, 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 they played pretty good that game. Job. But it's just, uh, it's so hard to watch this game. I mean, we have seven touchdowns all year. Mr. Bisky has six in one game, you know, a couple weeks ago. It's just, why? I mean, I want to do a podcast just about the Monday night car ride home one day and like you me and mike was it mike with us or dean dean no yeah because dude i don't know like like what as a team what are you latching yourself onto like the defense is going to get older. Like, Lorenzo Alexander is going to be 36, dude. Like, are they going to keep him? I don't know. I don't know if he's under contract, so I think he is for another year. You had Kyle Williams not fucking retire for this? Yeah, I mean, this guy is, I'm assuming this is going to be his last year. Like, you are literally sending players into the fucking ground, into retirement, multiple times over, and I've never just had such a franchise that just has no fucking answers at pressers. They have no, they have nothing. And I just, I don't think, I think cause he doesn't like, he really doesn't have a process. He faked the funk to get the job. And now he's just assuming everybody's stupid and whether they should just follow him blindly. Ugh. Dude, you know what sucks? 
it's like I just don't think right now that this is going to work for McDermott here, but his second time through it will because I dude on paper he is a deserving coach. You know what I mean? He did come up. He had a solid defense as this and that. Now, funny story, curveball. Yeah, but how long? How long was he the de- defensive coordinator? Like how many years? Um, I feel like I feel like he only had. I mean, again, I don't fact check, so don't hate on me. But I, I, I well, feel he like he only a, had that job for like one year. No, 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 like, no. It was a few years. He was there when they. He went to. Wait, Carolina. Wasn't he just like an assistant though? No, 2011. He was defensive coordinator. Oh, uh, Okay. Pretty sure, like 99 percent sure. All right. Sorry, I was wrong. No. Well, here's the deal. Curveball for you. Ready? If I'm wrong, somebody correct me because I'm not looking it up. Curveball for you. I went now. He was a D coordinator too, under the late Jim Johnson, who passed away, and uh, he ended up taking over, stayed there for a couple of years under Andy Reid, and he got fired, McDermott. But that happens. Every coach eventually gets fired. We know that. Right. So check this out. I'm scrapping copper and a radiator and some steel today, and a catalytic converter, and I go to fucking Metallico, dump it off, and this guy is kind of a dickhead to me. He's wearing a Carolina Panthers construction helmet. He's like, oh, you just blew by me on the scale. It's like, oh, sorry, don't come here every day. Don't talk to me like I'm some fucking idiot. I know I am. So listen, I asked him on the way out. I go, yeah, you seem like a pretty serious Carolina fan. Yeah, I like Carolina. Okay. So I go, can I ask you something? Yeah, sure. What do you think about Sean McDermott? And he's just like, uh, you know, no, I go worried. Did you like? Do you like miss that he's gone? Were you guys like, oh my god? Because here's my theory: is his last year, your genius GM Dave Gettleman, who got fired a couple of years after, and works for the Giants and took a running back super high. He had this dude Brandon Bean, who is now the Bills GM, under him, and McDermott was on that team, and they did not keep the franchise tag on Greg Norman. So they didn't have a number one corner. And he got blamed. McDermott, he got the excuse that, oh, well, they drafted rookies, late-round rookies for him uh, to play cornerback or defensive back or something. Did you just call him Greg Norman? Probably. That's a shark, man. That's a golfer. Sorry. Um, (laughs) So it's like McDermott got a pass to to Bills fans in the evaluation because Norman ended up going, you know, getting released from the Panthers, right? So, for me, that's not an excuse. Like your defense just can't, your defense just can't be dog shit. Like that's not a good excuse. Like you have to coach yourself out of it and assemble something. And then the guy gets a head coaching job a year after, and it's like I never looked at it, and you have never looked at Carolina like a fucking dynasty. And I just don't know how this guy comes in here and says, this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you're doing wrong. And you don't want to know something. The biggest problem with Bill's coaches is they don't take what's right in front of them. Same with general managers. They don't take what's right in front of them and work with it. They don't. They don't try to. And when they do, it's almost as if they never watch the fucking tape on these players. And then they bring in their own guys. And your own guys don't even set an example. That's the whole problem with McDermott is there is no accountability. There's not one thing that you can lay down on the process from front office of the general manager to McDermott. Like, anybody they bring in off the street, like, who's really contributing? I don't know. Like, their signings are overpaid. Calvin Benjamin, 
he is hit or miss. Sometimes I'm stoked on some of his catches. Sometimes people are like, dude, he runs his route so lazy. He doesn't get to the spot in the right amount of time. His effort is half-assed. What's up with this? What's up with that? The offensive line improves and it digresses last week. And it's just like, dude, there's no accountability on the Bills. You caught Phillip Gaines and Nathan Peterman is still on your fucking team. How is that possible? Like, what are you seeing right now? So the answer is, I have buyer's remorse on McDermott. And it sucks that it went this way. And honestly, if the guy was just more transparent with us and not some know-it-all smug fucking attitude, I'd be all about it. I guess he doesn't show that attitude. But giving me no answers tells me, go fuck yourself. And my common thing with people in life is I don't get... Don't insult my fucking intelligence, dude. Don't tell me, Brandon, being Buffalo fucking guy. You know I have been a part of Buffalo culture since the hardcore community years fucking back. And I got Joe Riverside coming on the podcast, and I'm super stoked. Really? Yeah, I'm fucking pumped, man. (laughs) And it's like, dude, I fucking love Buffalo. You know, like, I love Buffalo. Dated a girl there during the lockout season, of course, at the NHL for a few months. Well, long enough where I got the fucking cop car because her aunt was a cop. That was pretty stoked on that. But, like, I was, like, 20, and I just love Buffalo. I've been going there since I was 16. Took some lean years since I joined a band here in Rochester and Donawara and just did my thing here. But, like, dude, that's where I went for hardcore. That's where I went for fucking shit. Like, it's just cooler, more culture. Just, I love Buffalo. And to see these fucking pricks come in and fucking sell me some bullshit, it's like, get fucking real. Not here. Maybe go pull that shit in fucking Miami or something, but not in Buffalo. Get the fuck out of Dodge with that shit because when your act wears thin, you have no fucking ground to think of. And you want to make good public relations for yourself, McDermott? And Bean, get on the radio shows and be transparent. Come on this fucking podcast. Let people interview you. Just talk to us. We will support you as fans. We just got to know what's going on. Look. We fucked up. Own it. When you get the high pick in a draft this year and your high cat space, which really isn't super high compared to other fucking teams, it's not the highest. The Jets have more. How about you do the smart thing and you do the thing that makes Bills fans like Jeff and I cross our arms and go, you know what? That was a smart fucking move, which is you better fucking trade back. And if you even fucking breathe on a running back in the first round, you better get the fuck out of town. That's all I got to say. You better plug some fucking holes. You better come with an offensive coordinator that actually has a forward-thinking game. Uh, Bill Belichick is a genius because he pays attention to the rule book. The game is designed for throwing the fucking ball. And when you throw the ball, you have a chance to get penalties. You have a chance to get the ball at the one-yard line. See, all our time fucking Brady. How many times does a ball get thrown on the one because there's a dumb fucking pass interference call and they don't have a 15-yard penalty on P.I. So they did. The Patriots wouldn't win so many fucking games. Guaranteed. But when they love quarterbacks, he gets the benefit of the doubt. When the quarterback pays the fucking bills because that's how the NFL is set up, that's what happens. When really, the league is more of a plug-and-play fucking team ever and the fact that Nick Foles won a fucking Super Bowl and the Bills are so behind and they give away the farm on a fucking draft pick that needs more help than God himself. You gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and then I'm a fucking idiot because I'm talking like a fucking suffering suck attach over your motherfucking dumbass Looney Tunes cartoon over here. And, and But no, I'm a fucking asshole. And I'm in these fucking faith arguments and shit on Twitter. Dave, uh, you gotta respect the process. We have a God-fearing coach and um, good, good, good guys on this team. And uh, 
<laughs> Yo, all credit the trending we're Buffalo. Gonna, we're going to play smart football. No, uh, we're going to have any, any stupid penalties, even though we have probably the most uh, pre-snap penalties in the league, I guess. Got yeah. no fact check, but. Hey, did you know that trending Buffalo conversation I tagged you in? Were <laughs> it was all about the fade football shit. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna look this up. I think they fucking pinned this tweet. I I gotta find it. I gotta find it. Oh my god. So trending Buffalo. Yes, they did. Yeah, he's, he's, yes, they did. He's gonna be throwing in these stupid conversations. Dude, I got. It. Fuck that. I need some help, man. I need somebody. Dude, come on, dog. You gotta be a dog of me. I'm dragging you into the fight because you have the time to keyboard warrior and you're smart. I would love to just have a career in keyboard warrior, but like, I'm so important to myself that I just make a podcast and talk for 48 minutes about it. You know, so listen. Here's what the trending Buffalo said. Ready? So you know how it's just funny. It's satire. So you know how like, and and Jeff, this is like an official like press release looking professional fucking thing here with like their logo and then like 11 to 18 and then in blue official statement from trending Buffalo in caps. You know how, like, sometimes interns do dumb shit, right? On November 1st, 2018, an intern posted from our official Trending Buffalo Twitter account implying that the Buffalo Bills have been factoring religious beliefs into the team's player selection process. (laughs) This tweet received a great deal of attention, scrutiny, and criticism, which caught off us, which caught us off guard. I'm like, oh, my God, please... Don't tell me you fucking guys are retracting, man. I took a lot of heat over this, and I'm fucking with you that, like, it it, it should be a conversation point. There is no no no-go zone. We're all fucking adults here. I don't need censorship. Go fuck yourself if you want censorship. Fuck you. Fuck your faith. Fuck all that. If you're into that, I'm happy for you, but you don't have to be. That's cool if you are cool. Would not have a faith, and if you're cool, if you are. You know what I'm not cool with? Fucking The Rock having little jokes about child molesting fucking robots on Saturday Night Live. To me, that's really fucked up. That's really fucked up. Because there's nothing funny about fucking child molestation. I don't care if it's a fucking joke or not. And I'm fucking dead serious about that. How I got into that now, don't fucking ask. But as far as faith (laughs) is concerned, go fuck yourself. I don't fucking care. Freedom of thought, fuck you. Anyways, he's a face-based coach, and right. uh, we impressed us with our notebook, so we're going to hire this guy with uh, very no head coach experience. And I remember uh, when I yeah. asked my mom about sex, and she just started drawing a fucking vagina. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding. <laughs> I was like, wow, really? I started to get all comfortable. She's like, what? I'm like, I thought it was like a bird and a fucking thing and like the biggest safety pin I've never seen in my life. Like, what? And she even drew me, like, the shape and the ovaries and, like, everything. And, like, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Okay? And to anybody who wants to question my faith, my mom says I'm related to fucking St. Padre Pio. So fuck you even fucking harder, motherfucker. And she's from Italy. So fuck you questioning my faith. I grew up Catholic. I know all about the fucking faith. Anyways, back to the faith-based conversation, Jeff. (laughs) Next paragraph, we looked into it, and although, from next paragraph from the uh, press release from Trending Buffalo, we looked into it, and although she forgot to mention the punter <laughs> for slash ordained minister, the team caught veteran Colton Schmidt to sign, despite the fact that the God guy hadn't even punted in the preseason, in parentheses, 
We deemed her exhaustive research incredibly thorough and unbiased. As <laughs> such, we have decided to offer her a full-time position. Hashtag, she said yes. <laughs> <coughs> so in layman's terms, as Ross Brandon would say, the former Ross Brandon of the Bills would say, I'm in lockstep with trending Buffalo on this faith thing. This is fucking hilarious that they doubled the fuck down. Jeff, thoughts? I mean, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, I, <laughs> I know it's satire, but I think there's Oh, there's more. There's more. Oh, God. So, <laughs> you ready for it? Wait, is this like the hard times before football? No, I don't know. This is what they fucking said. So it goes. Is this, it's satire, right? They're they're. Or is this real? Like no, dude, this is for real. This is uh, well, I, I mean, it, it's satire, but I love that they're standing by it because I honestly, I honestly thought they would retract it because I do doing this podcast. So it's like when like, like when an Onion article turns out to be true, kind of. But Onion got bought out by somebody, so like, um, you know, it's kind of different now. But yeah. I, I get your overall point. But my point is like. Sometimes I had to listen to bar. I had to watch Barstool sports clips here and there, not really totally, but like and and, and Deadspin and and follow our guys at Punch Drunk Sports because sometimes doing this podcast, the echo chamber I have of people are like friends, like Eric Turner from Cover One, who's really into his brand and himself with life, and like you know he keeps his shit together. He's not gonna fuck. He's professional. You know what I mean? So it's like. I'm an opinion-based person. I'm not a fucking film-based person. So I know my lane. My lane is talking shit. I have a problem when I'm talking shit with people who break down film personally. I don't care if I say it on the podcast. Like, I don't want to talk about this shit. Don't don't air me out. If people want to talk, shoot me a text about that. But, like, if you're a regular, I, I don't want to talk to you about it. it. It sounds weird. It's just I don't want to get into Twitter arguments with my friends. It's weird. Like, I don't like when Scott Campbell fucking chews me out on Twitter. I hate it. It sucks. Because I just want to, like, talk to you, my friend. So it's, like, for me, for Trending Buffalo to have this come out and to remind myself, like, not to take myself so serious, like, it's nice to be reminded that, like, this is satire. We are comedians at heart, and we are the class clowns, and, and that's why we do this. So um, so then Trending Buffalo goes, please join us in officially welcoming Alexis to the Trending Buffalo team at by Alexis TV. So while she'll do other things for us as well, her primary responsibility will be to track this story as hashtag faith-based football continues to develop in Orchard Park. She tells us she's got her eye on the Sabres too. Vote for Nate McMurray. So there you go. (laughs) So there you go, dude. Like I have so much respect that they double down because I don't have a good reason that Nate Peterman is here. I don't have a good reason that you bring in a punter off the fucking street and you had to mention that he's a minister or ordained. I don't give a fuck. Our friend Revkev was a fucking ordained minister or something like that. Who gives a fuck? You go take a test. I don't fucking care. And frankly, the Pagulas are really risking alienating a lot of culturally ahead people. And not for nothing... Stop with this Buffalo lunch pail shit. It's fucking offensive. There's a lot of roster fans, and even Buffalo is not a fucking really 
a super industrial fucking place. Anyways, the industry has left the Rust Belt cities, okay? It, we're all fucked. Like, General Motors ain't around as much. Like, like at all. Like, all these jobs are outsourced. So, like, when people come in, oh, it's, a, it's in their culture. Whoever says that's fucking stupid. And when your PR guy or your, or your head of your shit for the media department, um, nice dude. But I believe he's from Philly or, or work with the Philadelphia market, which is fucking ravaged fan base. And he's helped out with the Super Bowls and stuff. It's honestly like a thing where, like, you got to be really strategic. And you have to know who you're talking to. And this will sound stupid, but they should really talk to people like Mike Shope, like Howard Simon, like maybe Jerry Sullivan, like Sal Marana and, and John Warrow and these people who have covered the team. And it sounds corny. And it sounds like, wow, they're so negative. But, Jeff, you and I came into this with a little bit of a positive attitude, and now we're just seeing the same things on rinse and repeat. We used to think all these writers were just straight-up assholes and assholes and assholes and assholes, but really, maybe they're not. And maybe it really is just hard to cover the team. And for me, doing this on a regular basis, I'm not saying it's hard. It's just, fucking, what do you got to look forward to? That's the problem. A lot of fans feel this way. Yeah, there's still some, you know, still some fans you know, like drinking the Kool Aid, but for me, for me personally, this is this is the hardest it's ever been for Bills being a Bills fan. And, you know, I've, I'm like I said earlier, I'm always the one. So you got to give these guys a chance to develop, blah blah blah. blah, blah. But I think I don't, I don't think this guy knows what he's doing. Just look at the personnel moves, the stuff that he's supposed to be good at. He's like the like the the disciplined team. We have so many penalties still, and like. Stupid penalties. And even like clock management stuff last year. And then again, Nathan Peterman shouldn't be on any team. And that he was our, the fact that he's our starting quarterback is a joke. An idiot like me could tell you we needed some kind of veteran presence in the locker room as a quarterback. So why don't you try to get like Derek Anderson, Matt Moore, shit, like Jake, see if Jake Cutler wants to, you know, come back and just, just have him on the bench. So, this, so, he can so Alan can bounce ideas off these guys, but no. Now we have to pick up Derek Anderson, and he's starting after being on the team for two weeks. Now he gets hurt. Now we signed Matt Barkley, and who knows? Maybe he's maybe he plays. I'm telling you right now. I was just about talking to Mike, but I started talking to the bong. Um, <coughs> so and why why didn't we give fucking EJ Manuel a shot over Matt Barkley? Maybe tough a tough sell for the fans to bring him back, but dude. I would I would welcome EJ EJ Manuel back with open arms. Here, he had a great attitude, and like he showed signs of of greatness, man. Like that preseason game against Pittsburgh, I've never seen a deep ball like that, except for maybe the JP the Truth Lossman. I gotta but, say though, dude, actually watching Josh Allen's arm live, you got to admit it's fucking amazing. It's just I don't know. I feel like the receivers have to come back for the balls. I'm just saying, as far as. Not like, where, uh, not where it goes, but how it comes off the arm is just like. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. It's for like, sure. No, it's, I, I think, he, I think he could be good, but like we, you said earlier, he's the most raw, you know, the raw, rawest of all the quarterbacks out there. He's gonna take the most time. Just to, uh, to not have, not have some guy help him out or a quickly established quarterbacks coach is a freaking joke. Well, what kills me is why there's no salary cap on coaches. You know what I mean, like. Yeah, John Gruden's making a fucking hundred million dollars, dude. And, and and the thing is, is the Pagulas will give you any resource you need, if I'm not mistaken. You know, like they really, I really love this ownership, dude. Like, I love a, I love ownership, Jeff. That comes into a city, 
and they and, and invest into it. You know what I mean? And they've done a lot of things in Buffalo. Buffalo's, um, I believe, going up as far as, like, you know, like here, some, some spots downtown, you know? So it's like, I like that. I really do. And for them to give up on Bilesma with the Sabres as soon as they did, I would not be shocked, Jeff, if you want to wrap up here. I would not be shocked if this survey is used for that because well can i, can I tell you something about Bilesma though that dude i don't think he's a good coach he won a stanley cup after he came in like mid-season with pittsburgh and the fact that he only won one stanley cup with all that talent i i just i don't think then pittsburgh should should have won a few like a few more with them dude I, I don't think he i don't i don't think he's a good coach and, and he's but. another guy that's like you come in and you don't even watch it seems like he doesn't know how to use these players you know and it's just like i just it's got to come together and 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 it's just really you know a guy like bill belichick we we're talking about in the jets factor podcast they just look at mismatches they are you're going from doing isolation workouts with your muscles to doing full range movements with kettlebells you know what i mean that's like the way of the future is full range functional strength and what Bill Belichick does is he has situational football, which is more of a motion, you know what I mean, or more of a full-range motion. And you look at mismatches, and the Bills seem to lose the games before they even snap the ball, I feel like. Like, they're pre-snap. Them pre-snap, they're just lost. Like, Josh Allen does not know how to make adjustments at the line, clearly. You know, the center don't. Eric Wood was one of the smartest centers I think you can have. There's a reason he kept his job. And he made a lot of adjustments on protections and this and that up there. That's his job. Josh Allen doesn't have, I mean, he has a quarterback coach, David Culley, and to give him more credit than I have, he played quarterback in college. And that kind of does hold some weight to me. At the same time, you know, I want a guy where, okay, we have our mechanics we're going through, but you don't want to change them, but you just want to get your reps in. We have a schedule for him. I'm sure they do, I hope. It, it, it's just we got to see some kind of things before the balls even snap come to fruition. Like, where is your mismatch? You got to find where is the blitz coming from? If the blitz is coming from there, then there's a guy open there if you have a route going there. That's why Tom Brady is so good. And I predicted that Josh McCown will actually win the game against the Bills, but the offensive line is kind of toast. For the Jets, but Josh McCown, I pictured, and and the Jets and the host of Jets Factor, Cecil, I think, agree with me, which was that if Sam Darnold was a play that the that the Jets squeak it out or, or lose, I think if McCown plays, which he is, that because I guess Darnold's day to day, that um that that he that that the Jets win. Because well, he I mean McCown shredded us last year, didn't he? Yeah, and this yeah, guy wanted McCown to start game. too. He wanted McCown to start at least the first five six games. You mentioned following Eli. Please check that podcast out, Jets Factor Podcast. It's great. Um, had a fun time. I was on there for like an hour, dude. Um, it's just you know the the Jets did a much better job. They went up and sniped Donald before the Bills could get him. That was really a big thing. I guess the Bills liked them and they were pissed off that uh at the Colts for doing it. I just found out. And um, then I heard, uh, you know, I, I was telling him, I go, you know, 
genius idea for the Jets to sign Bridgewater just so the Bills didn't get him because that was a guy I think the Bills should have taken was Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. You know, and, and, and if anything, look at this blunder. No quarterback on Buffalo looks halfway decent, and, and it's like I don't expect it. But, like, Derek Anderson should have been on the team if you liked him that much in the offseason, and you have a whole offseason that Josh Allen – could have been learning from somebody, but yeah, he's working with Jordan Palmer. Working with Jordan Palmer, another guy who's never thrown a thousand yards in the league, but he's a coach. It doesn't matter. He's a coach. I get it. He's the coach. He's not the backup <laughs> quarterback of the Bills. But you would almost argue signing Jordan Palmer to be your backup, and I, and I can see, oh, he's there for Josh Allen. I'll buy into that stupid shit. You know what I mean? Like, give me something to fucking buy into. Do you guys realize you're in the entertainment business? You know, that's what I wonder at One Bills Drive. You're in the entertainment business. This is not entertaining, dude. Like, and then our friends will say, why are you watching games? Why are you even a fan? Oh, sorry. I'll just drink all the fucking Kool-Aid. Like, no, dude. Hey, would, you, would, you, would you jump off a bridge if McDermott told you to? Don't respect the process. It's uh, not that big of a fall. Just take a step. Look, there's things in the process that's going to happen. Process is a great word. And, and when they unveil this word process... I probably told you great word because there is no positive process. There is no negative process. There's all of the above in process. Great, guys. Yeah, you know what I'm going to do? What's that? Breathe. Yeah, we're breathing. Yeah, why? Because we got to fucking live. <laughs> so we're breathing. Yeah, how are things going? Breathing. Yeah, we're breathing, man. In and out. Sometimes it gets tough. Um, I've been coughing a lot. Mega bong rips. Lose my shit. Stir up some old phlegm, start coughing for a week after, get a sinus infection, repeat, smoke more weed. Wonder why I fucking can't breathe. But I've always had a cock on my throat since birth and always congested my whole life. So what's different now? You know, it's just I look to sports to fucking make me happy. And then I find myself in fucking arguments over wasted tax dollars on flyovers. And no, it's not wasted. It's good. It's good for recruiting. Yeah. And you do a quick little fucking Google search on how a lot of people are pissed off that they spent $450,000 in tax dollars on fucking airplanes at a Super Bowl a few years ago. If you don't think they can go into the school system, your head's up your fucking ass. Start questioning fucking everything, including the fucking bills. Start there. Start with what you know. And that is, how do we get on the right path? The way McDermott and Bean saved their job, which the longer we get away from the trade deadline, the more I'm like, you have no foresight. You have no foresight. Calvin Benjamin could have brought you in some nice footballs. You don't get the bag of footballs joke, Jeff. You're going to fucking leave me hanging, you asshole. <laughs> Sorry, Doc. What are you doing? Fucking touching your prick? No. I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's you pulling an Ari Shafir and just fucking masturbating? No, I'm pulling Ari Shafir and falling asleep on the podcast. Did you listen to the last <laughs> punch drunk? I did. How funny is it that they're all like, concerned now about keeping all right no don't walk out there with your balls out no no dude there's a whole green light thing there's a whole fucking women's you know it's like no you can't do no no and it's like oh my golly i guess they did the um they tried the hot dog they did the hot dog thing at the all things comedy fest they had trouble getting it up there yeah so what punch drunk sports does it's a really fun podcast and like Sometimes it, it like took a bit, honestly, for it to grow on me because I was like, 
looking for diehard sports takes. And I'm just like, are you guys going to get serious? And I realized, oh, wait, don't listen to this for actual sports takes. Like, don't. Yeah, I started to like, like try to sometimes like take Sam's like point. All right, maybe I'll, maybe Sam's right. So I'll, 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 and he's always wrong. Dude. So like, unlike NBA yeah. and like, and like, like he's, he's wrong a lot. When they sometimes talk about Buffalo, they always get like the names wrong. It just makes me mad. Why but. the fuck is Ari Shafir betting on anything with the Bills? Like yeah, seriously, got burned. Well, I, to be fair, I bet on the Bills when they played the Texans, and I won that bet. I'm gonna but. fucking hang up. And I won on the. I bet on the over against the Chargers. Can you believe the Bills won against the Vikings and the fucking Texans, dude? No, we we lost the Texans. We uh, they they cover they covered against the Texans. Okay, we, we beat sorry. the, we beat the Titans. The, oh, the Titans. Titans. But again, another game we did not throw any. Touchdowns. Sorry, dude. There's so many W's. They're hard to keep track. Or did we even touch on the Titans game? I don't. I can't remember. We went, we've had seven. Dude, I can't do it. Fucking, I think Punch Run keeps me happy with sports. Um, those comedians are so inspiring to just keep talking shit. I want to do another podcast, and I was talking. I don't know if you'd be down for it. I, I have these new podcast ideas all the time, so I want to do something that's not so time sensitive. And I really like want to just line up more guests for this one, like some authors and stuff, and 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 get down to business. I have Chris Cluey lined up on standby. I keep meaning to talk to him, the former punter of the Vikings. I would love to get deep on some like uh, military industrial complex type shit because I think he's. Uh, or questioning the system, like really know like what's behind the scenes of the NFL because he doesn't seem to give a fuck. You know what I mean? And uh, one of the best podcasts ever. Did you ever listen to Arian Foster on Joe Rogan? I talk about it all the time. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I never heard so much good information. So, um, but yeah, dude, I want to do like a podcast. It's just like work stories, like experiences at work. Like I've heard stories of. Q- I was gonna do it just like called Contractor Diaries. But then I realized I'd like have a ceiling on just contracting because like you've always worked like office jobs, right? No, I worked. I, I started off working at in kitchens. Where Jeff Hooters? Uh, I worked at the Cold Tower Restaurant in Pittsburgh. I worked at Hooters for three years. I worked at the Otter Lodge and then Frontier Field in the Prep Cook. Funneled around a lot of ladies. Yeah, I mean, I was at Hooters when I was seventeen years old. That was, that was oh, a fun job. Did you have a goatee? Uh, no, I was babyface and skinnier. Look at you, dude. Before you darkened up. Nice guy. <laughs> Inside joke there. So, yeah, I, um, you know, there's just crazy shit. Like, I heard stories of, like, pretty much, like, workaholics happens. Like, that show Workaholics really happens. And I had my friend Ron Terra, who I used to do a landscaping company with. You would like this. Uh, with, with my friend Andrew Vieira. And I was like, Ron, I was pitching him something to try to um, honestly try to help find sponsors for the podcast because that's what he does is he's a salesman and he's good. He's the best one I know. Um, so my friend Andrew and I, when we were teenagers, when I was like 23, doing really well at IBM, and he started a lawn business when he was in Rochester. And I was like 16, I ride my ass to fucking Andrew's house. Ron lived around the corner. And I was like, well, Ron, I want to do this thing called like, because I'm kind of like, work diary or some you know contractor diaries and he goes well what do you want to talk about I go, like remember that time we would unload the mowers at pittsford verizon store if you remember where that was your mean streets of pittsford right there by uh, clover and yeah yeah. yeah yeah so we used to like you know how like there's like no lawn there dude it's literally like if you drop two zero turns one takes one island for about like 15 feet 
And the other one takes the other island for about 15 feet. And I'm like, why the fuck are we going on the highway in a four-cylinder S10 with a kid who's like six or, or 15 and like bigger than Kiko Alonso, you know, and <laughs> like, and then me wedge in the middle and my friend Ron's driving stick. And the dude, I think, I don't want to blow his car. I think he made six figures at the time. So I don't know what the fuck he's wasting his time for. And this white S10 barely could get up to fucking 50 miles an hour on like the expressway. And like every fucking morning, dude, like I used to just weed whack ditches. I would just weed whack ditches on like East River Row by Preserve. like, And we would go out to fucking Pittsburgh. I remember one time we we're on our way to fucking Pittsburgh. And me and Andrew just got in a fucking argument. And I go, yeah, so Ron, so I want to talk about this. What do you think about this? He goes, I remember the time Andrew and I were driving, Austria were driving out to Pittsburgh, and we just start beating the fuck out of each other. He goes, which time when you were beating the fuck out of each other? And I thought it only happened like once. But apparently we used to just get in fist fights in the fucking front seat of this fucking S10, dude. Like all crammed up and like, fuck this shit. And it's like, dude, there needs to be a platform for that. And when you watch workaholics and you hear stories about people you know, who worked at places like Sutherland and cubicles and people showing up to work drunk on their days off, spiking beers in the parking lot and then going into work and not realizing they have off. And then like that same person down the line is like high pressure sales underneath the fucking desk, paranoid, being funny as fuck, asking other people's opinion, yelling out loud in the cubicle. It's like, dude, I didn't know that really existed because in my construction world, no disrespect in the statement because I don't want people to run with it, but like, it's like the special ed kids run the fucking asylum. You know what I mean, dude? Like, yo, I gotta go to bed, man. <laughs> I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm fucking. You're the tired. worst, dude. You were. I was. I was letting you go for a little bit, and you kept going. So I just got to go. So if you guys want to follow me, I'm on Instagram, Full Circle Attack. Uh, my ticket is for sale. If you want to sit next to Dean for any of the December games, you can find that on NFL Ticket Exchange, Section 331, 22, and uh, Row 22, C24. 30 bucks can be yours. <laughs> uh, I, the tickets are going down uh, the day before the game, so I have so I can still go if uh, no one claims. These. Do you have any Live Fast Die Fast records for sale still? Shit, I'll fucking throw one of those in for free if you buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if they really want records, would you ship it to them? Would they pay for shipping? Live fast, die fast? Yeah. I, I sold one. I don't know. Mark, from the drummer, kept saying he wants to buy a box. I, I, I shipped a um, a box of State of Mind. I sold 30 bucks shipped for full, like a huge box of it. Oh, Jeff. Well, Jeff, yeah. add up your fucking work stores. Go to work and make something happen tomorrow, okay? Go do something. I am the get funniest fucking, guy in the office. Get a whoopee cushion. <laughs> All, right. All right, man. I'll see you, All dude. Right. Sounds good. Later, Peace. Wow, that was rude. That's the accountant. He's got to get back to fucking bed so he can get back to accounting for his life because he's a responsible human being. I love Jeff. Great friend of mine over the years. Great, great friend. Uh, one of the rare friends that puts their money where their mouth is. Really humble and fair. Cool dude. Love Jeff. Has a record label or had full circle attack records. 
put out some bands around here. The Weight We Carry, a band I did here for a minute called Borrow Time. You put out a 7-inch. Um, and to give you an idea, putting out a record is a couple mortgage payments. So to, you know, risk it on bands that could break up in no time, like a band that he put out. You know, if we could help him push a couple records, go uh, hit Jeff Knight up. You'll see in any mentions um, or just remind us podcast at Full Circle Attack. Hit him up. Puts out some good hardcore. This band Live Fast, Die Fast. It was produced by Mike Gallo, who plays in um, Agnostic Front. I think the record that Jeff put out. So if you know about that band, check it out. Live Fast, Die Fast. It's a really good record. But they broke up. So uh, you want to help move it? Hit them up, and you can probably negotiate with them. You know, shipping is probably ten bucks, six bucks. I don't fucking know. And just you know, PayPal and ten bucks. You want a record? You want some vinyl? But uh, as always, I'm your host David Palermo for this one. As always for this one, yeah, makes sense. Uh, thank you for tuning in. If you like the contractor stories, work diaries, ideas, anybody have any cool stories, please hit me up. Shoot me an email, uh, David J Palermo at uh, gmail.com any bills inquiries anybody want to come on the podcast dave at numbillsfan.com i will have a logical conversation with anybody and get down to business so uh let's talk some shit i know this podcast went everywhere as always but like pretty much this is more like a dear diary lately which is like what has been going on and fucking the bills first so if you want to know about my twitter arguments which i'm sure you don't i try not to get into them uh there they were so, uh, you know, advice to myself, I'll stay in my lane, I'll stay out of film study, and I'll keep talking shit, because I like talking shit. See you later. As always, brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports Podcast. And, uh, yeah, check them out at Punch Drunk and PunchDrunkSports.com. Also, NumbillsFan.com. Get on there, follow along on Instagram, Twitter, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Don't be a jerk. Peace.